Homeschooling isn't just about education. It's about your kids, it's about your family, and it's about a lifestyle. Hi, my name is Jackie and I'm the founder of Homeschool Think Tank. The Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast is about community, family, education, and life. I believe that these are the things that matter to homeschool families. Tune in each week and let's talk. I'll bring you a message from my heart, an expert interview, or an interview with the ultimate homeschooling experts, homeschool families like yours. Remember to check the link in the show notes below and you'll find an article that corresponds with this episode. Finally, remember to visit homeschoolthinktank.com for more information about how we serve homeschooling families. All right, let's get started with this week's episode. Before we get started, I want to acknowledge that this episode is a bit of a replay from one of my very first podcast episodes. And what I have done is I have cut all the fluff out and kept the good quality content that I believe can be helpful to you as you are thinking about homeschooling your children or as you are currently homeschooling your kids. So I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. I have to first say that I know homeschooling is not for everyone. And let me tell you what, I always wanted to homeschool my kids. Like always, since I was pregnant with my first child, I wanted to homeschool my kids. Even while I was still standing in a gym at a public school teaching PE, I knew I wanted to homeschool my kids. I can literally remember standing there with the whistle hanging around my neck and my students were lining up and just looking and thinking, this is okay, but I think I can do better. And this is not what I want for my kids. I I don't know. There's something about all these kids lining up. It just never really sat well with me and like, okay, let's all be real quiet and go down the hall. And I don't know. There's just the whole system. I, I just don't always love it. But with that being said, I do understand that sometimes people have to do different things or homeschooling is not for you. It is not for everybody. I get that. And even for me, when I thought it was, there was a point where my youngest went to private school for a year and a half because it was not for her. It was not working for her. So we had to do something different. And she homeschools again now. And most of the time it goes pretty well. But I can tell you, I still have days where I'm like, hmm not so sure about this. But you know what? When she was in school, I had days where I was like, "Mm, I'm not so sure about this. So either way, you're going to have those days, regardless of how your kid is educated. So homeschooling is not for everyone. And I get that. But I want you to understand this one reason that I think you can homeschool. And I want to encourage you to pursue homeschooling your kids if it's something that is in your heart to do. Now, I know that if you are thinking about homeschooling, you might be wondering if you can homeschool your kids, like literally wondering, am I capable of this? You might even think something like, you know, I know Jane down the road homeschools her kids, but she was a teacher. I just don't know if I can homeschool my kids. Or she this, or she that, or her kids this, or her kids that. In your heart, you're like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. And I want to assure you, that it might, you might be cut out for it. I don't know your situation, but I can tell you that if you're listening to this podcast or if you're reading the article or the post and you're researching homeschooling, I think you might be cut out for homeschooling. 
And if you've had those thoughts of self-doubt, you are not alone. We all have them. Even I have them too. I am human. I'm a mom. And I've been doing this for a long time, but there are days where I think, I don't know if I'm cut out for this, but I think you can do it. And I can tell you, once again, there were days when my kid was in school, I'm like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this either. So we all have our moments of it's difficult, regardless of which side of the fence you're on. But if you want to homeschool your kids, I genuinely believe that it's likely that you can do it. Now, before we get too far, if you are like, I'm thinking about homeschooling my kids and you literally don't know if you can, then I want to encourage you to check the link in the show notes below. And in that article, you will find the link to another article that talks about the laws around homeschooling and how to get more information about the legalities around homeschooling where you live. And let me also say this, if you have a high school diploma or a GED, I would say it's very likely that you will be able to homeschool your children. All right, so let's set aside the legal requirements for a moment because sometimes it's not the legal stuff that concerns you. It's the, can I do this? It's having that confidence in yourself, in your ability to educate your children. So whether you have a high school diploma or a PhD, the thought of being completely responsible for your child's education can cause any parent a bit of angst. Now, before we go any further, I want to make a little notation. In my opinion, regardless of how your children are educated, you know, whether they're in the public school system, the private school system, or they are homeschooled, you, the parent, are responsible for your child's education. So I just want to put that out there. Clearly, if things don't work out the way you want them to, if your kids are in school, it's easy to point the finger at the school. But when they're homeschooled, you're pointing the finger right back at yourself, right? And I want to just say, it's not going to be perfect whether they're in public school, private school, or homeschooled. But it comes down to what is best for your family, for you, for your kids. What do you think is right for your situation, your family? And only you can answer that. I can't answer that for you. But I can give you things to think about and to consider to help you come to a better decision. Now, I do want to tell you why I think it's likely that you can homeschool your kids. And then I will explain myself a little bit more. I think you might be able to homeschool your kids because you are here. You are right here listening to this podcast or reading this article. And that's why I think you might be able to homeschool your kids. Now, let me explain. So to be a homeschooling parent, I think you need to possess these two characteristics. And then a few more as well. But let's start with these two. I think you need to be thoughtful and I think you need to be resourceful. Now, here's why I think you might be able to homeschool your kids because you're listening to this podcast or you've read the article. Clearly, you're thoughtful. You're thoughtful enough to be seeking out information about homeschooling if you are listening to this podcast. And clearly, you are resourceful because to find this podcast, you have to have been resourceful. You have to have done something as simple as a Google search. Now, I don't want to 
oversimplify what it takes to homeschool your kids, but I also don't want to underestimate how important these two characteristics are for homeschooling parents. Thoughtfulness and resourcefulness, it's so important. Now, clearly, doing a Google search or doing a search in your podcast to find this podcast, the Homeschool Think Tank podcast, is a simple act, but it is a resourceful act. And as a homeschooling parent, over the years, you are going to have to be very resourceful. And you are going to need to do that for yourself, to help yourself continuously and to help your children continuously. And you are going to need to pass that characteristic, that that resourcefulness onto your children. And while you are always responsible for managing your children's education to some degree, the older they get, the more you want your children to become more and more resourceful and to own their education. Because when they turn 18 and they graduate and they move out, you want them to be resourceful and you want your children to continue to build their own curriculum for life so that they continuously learn and improve upon themselves. And likewise, you will need to do that for yourself over the years as a homeschooling parent. So this is why I say that if you're listening to this podcast, you clearly have a few of these really important characteristics. Obviously, you care about your kids. So once again, I don't want to oversimplify what it takes to homeschool your kids and the persistence, the grit, (laughs) the tenacity, all of the things. But I also really want you to understand that you are already taking a step in the right direction by seeking out Homeschool Think Tank and other avenues as resources. Now, there is another characteristic that I believe is so important for homeschooling parents to have, and that is to be open-minded when it comes to the way that you educate your children. Now, most of us were raised going to public school, and therefore, we tend to correlate school with education. But I want to paint a little picture for you. When I was a PE teacher in the public schools, I would go to work and pretty soon the kids are showing up on the playground and they're playing and running and having breakfast in the cafeteria, all of these things, right? Now the school day hasn't begun yet. And then after a while, the bell rings and all the children line up and get and their proper lines and their classroom teachers come out to meet them for the school day. And at this point, maybe they've been at school for 15 minutes to 30 minutes, depending on when the bus drops them off and if they have breakfast at school. And then, you know, there's five minutes of lining up and the teachers gathering the kids and off they all go to their respective classrooms. And then the children get to class and they settle in and they take off their jackets and hang up their backpacks and go to the bathroom and get a drink of water and settle in at their desk. And then the announcements come on. So after 25 to 30 minutes, you know, if school started at 8, around 8.30, everybody's finally really settled in for the school day. And the teacher stands to start teaching the children and the children listen. And then they do their assignments for a bit. So before the school day 
even began, before the intentional education began, let's put it that way. So say at 8.30 when education was beginning, well, the kids have already been at school for half an hour. They are learning something in some manner or another, whether it's intentional or not. I genuinely believe that children are always learning whether you are intending to educate them or not. Well, maybe, maybe not, but they are always learning. So in my mind, in that first half hour of the day, the kids are playing, they're having fun, they're getting exercise if they're outside or they're eating a breakfast. And let me tell you, those school breakfasts, it's not what I want my kid eating every day for breakfast. Let's just say that. And but your children are learning to line up and they're learning to walk quietly through the halls and they're learning to sit down when they're told to sit down and they're learning to think what they're being told to think. And they're learning to now raise their hand to go to the bathroom. I mean, I don't know. There's just something that just rubs me wrong. <laughs> like, really, you have to ask permission to go to the bathroom. And I know it's a school and it's a system, but that's exactly the point I'm making here. Is school is so different than homeschooling. That is not necessary when you homeschool that first 30 minutes in the 30 minutes it took to get your kids to school. There's literally one hour out of their day gone, and it's just not even necessary to do those things. So clearly, the school system, it has to be systematized in that way because there are lots of children to one adult. And clearly, they have to do things in a certain way to manage that number of children. But as a homeschooling parent, it's different. You don't have to take the school at home approach. And that's the point I'm trying to make here. I'm trying to really illustrate the differences between a school setting and your home setting. And sometimes I don't like the terminology homeschooling, but the fact of the matter is that's what people call it. But I don't see school as synonymous with education. I believe education is learning and applying that knowledge. And just because a teacher teaches it doesn't mean the child learns it. And every one of our children learns at a different pace. Some kids learn slower. Some kids learn faster. For some kids, math is easy. And for some kids, it's hard. For some kids, reading comes early and other kids, it comes late. But really, what matters the most is that your child is consistently learning and applying what they learn and building upon that knowledge. And the way that you approach education as a homeschool family can be very different than it is done in the school system. And I definitely think there is a place for curriculum. But as homeschool parents, we have that flexibility to slow down or to speed up or to cover an area for a longer period of time as needed or to skip it altogether sometimes because your kid's not ready for it and it's not really needed to progress in another area. You can always come back and revisit that later. So curriculum has its place, but I also believe in building a curriculum for your life and having your children being involved in what they're learning. And I can tell you, it was so difficult for me in the early years of homeschooling my children to break away from that school at home approach and to 
really embrace homeschooling as education. And I can still struggle with it today because it's how I was conditioned to think for my entire life. But what's funny is the longer you homeschool your children, the more you recognize the extreme conditioning, really. And it's by necessity in the school system, it you've got one teacher and 25 or 30 kids. That's sort of necessity to be quiet, line up, to ask for permission to go to the bathroom, to only speak at certain times. And, you know, my kids... Well, one child learned to raise her hand. She did go to private school for a while, and that's what she needed then. But it's not really what I want for my kids. I want them to really think. I want them to question whether they think something's intelligent. I am actually okay with my children questioning me. Now, do they need to be polite? Oh, yes. But is it okay to question what I've done? Yes, and sometimes I realize I am in the wrong. It happened just the other day. My daughter and I were rearranging her room. She wanted her desk in the corner. I wanted it slid out a little bit because I liked the way it was visually better. You know, I, I held to it for a bit. Then she came back out and asked again. And you know what? There's no reason she couldn't have it all the way in the corner. I relented. It was sort of ridiculous of me to make that rule to begin with. Why? Why? Well, not that it was a rule, but to say, no, it's got to be this way, just because I like it that way. Well, you know what? It's not my bedroom. It's hers. And if she wants to have it up against the wall, what's the big deal? It's not a big deal. And that's what I mean. It's okay for them to question me too. But even in ideas and in bigger life things, I really love having conversations with my 15-year-old now. She really thinks. <laughs> I mean, she thinks. And... Even though she didn't go to public school, she didn't have to learn to raise her hand and ask to go to the bathroom and all the things. And she did go to like a one day a week shared school program for about a year. But, you know, she was, what, 13 or something when she did that? Maybe 12? I don't know. Anyway, and she did fine. It was not a big deal. <laughs> she didn't practice walking in a straight line first five years of her school age experiences. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is you need to be open-minded about your children's education and how you see education developing. Now, I want to give you another little example here, and I'm actually thinking of somebody very specific. I'm actually going to give you two examples. And in each instance, I am actually thinking of somebody very specific. So if you are listening to the podcast today, you'll know I'm talking about you, but I'm not naming you. And I want to just share this, these experiences of these individuals. Now with one person, she homeschooled her son. She tried to homeschool her son and it really was a big flop. It, it didn't work for them. And I believe the reason it didn't work is because she was rigidly trying to do the school at home experience. But she very much had that school mindset. And it, it just didn't work. The kid was lonely. She wasn't getting really involved in other homeschooling stuff and taking part in those types of activities. And 
it was just hard. And of course, he went back to school. You could see it coming a mile away because they weren't embracing life as education. And that's, that's really what you have to do as a homeschooling family, in my opinion, to homeschool for the long haul. So I believe there's a place for some curriculum. I believe there's a place for field trips and doing things a little different. Now, here's the other person I'm thinking of, and it seems to me that homeschooling is going pretty well for them. Let me say, I'm not in either of these individuals' homes, right? I'm not a fly on the wall watching their day in and day out, but this is my general observation and why I think one it didn't work out for and the other one it did and is working out for. And I believe they'll probably make it for the long haul. Now this person, it's clear to me that there's some curriculum involved or daughters doing certain things each day. And I think that's great. But they're also really involved in some other activities and they take time off as needed to partake in those activities at a deeper level. Now, are those activities necessarily the child's school curriculum? No. But is the child learning? Absolutely. Absolutely she is. And I think they're going to make it in the long run. Now, and I know you guys are going to know who you are when I bring up this example, but I think it's great what you did. And we've done this our, as a family ourselves. Our family has done this as well over the years. And this is to give people ideas. Whether they did all of these things I'm going to mention, I think it's unlikely because you know, there's only so many hours in the day, but maybe they did some of these things, or maybe they will do some of these things once the ideas are out there, right? Now, this family, recently, the grandparents took the granddaughter on vacation, and they went to the Grand Canyon. Now, I can think of so many educational experiences you could wrap in around this trip to the Grand Canyon. If they planned it ahead of time, they could research the Grand Canyon. The child could learn about geology. She could track the miles that between here and the Grand Canyon, plan the trip, maybe even figure out the cost of fuel, how much this is going to cost, what's the hotel going to cost, add up all these expenses. Maybe if the kid does the math right, there's a little extra allowance throwing in for souvenirs, you know, earned allowance, things like that. Then when you're there, you know, there's always museums and all the different things. You can learn about the people who have lived in that area over, you know, hundreds of years and thousands of years. And then on the way home, there's all the visiting about it. But then once you're home, you can take those experiences. You can scrapbook the experiences. You can write the journal entries that go into it. You, you could actually, if you want to plan it a little more, have the kids practice it out on a piece of paper, write down what they're going to write in the actual scrapbook, and then use it as a handwriting exercise to work on your handwriting for that little entry in here. And then the whole layout of a scrapbook. I don't know if any of you have scrapbooked, but I was fanatical about it for years, and I still love it. I just don't have as much time as I used to to do that. But scrapbooking is really great as far as developing a visual eye. And I have found there's a strong correlation between what looks great in a scrapbook and what looks great in a web page. Just throwing this out there that there are more skills developed there than you would really think about. So there are just a lot of educational experiences that can go around that. But then the, the bigger thing there too is 
The kid feels important. She's connecting with her grandparents. Mom gets a break if mom didn't go on the trip and dad get a break. So that's okay too. You know, there's there's a lot of good from the whole situation. And I think it's fantastic. So this is where I want you to be really open-minded about education. And I know I'm preaching to the choir with some of you. But I also know there are some of you who are still so new to homeschooling, you haven't given yourself that permission to educate your kids and let them learn in a way that you know is more meaningful and that they'll remember more of those lessons from. So I want to encourage you to have an open mind as you homeschool your kids. Have your curriculum. That's fine if that's what you do. I know not everybody really wants to follow a true curriculum, but be flexible. Go on the field trips. Take that time and go have the experiences that are so rich and meaningful and understand that all of these aspects of your child's life create a very good education for your kids. So is homeschooling for your family? I can't say. I can tell you if you're resourceful, if you're thoughtful, and if you have an open mind when it comes to your children's education, I think it might be. I think it might be. But if you're not resourceful, if you're not thoughtful about your kids, and if you don't have an open mind with their education, I think you're going to struggle if you try it. That's it's sort of how that goes in my mind. Ultimately, the question is, is there a better way to educate my children? I think there might be. I think there might be. I know it's not for everybody. I do believe homeschooling can be a better option than traditional schooling. However, I understand sometimes it's not. I have been on both sides of the fence. Sometimes it's the best option for your family. At other times, it's not. And for the same family, you could have periods where it's great for your family and periods where it's not the right answer. And you just have to accept what's working and what's not. Be willing to change what's not. Hopefully, you can change it and continue to homeschool. I was at a crossroads once, and it was hard. It was really hard, where homeschooling just wasn't right for that child at that time. And I had to come to terms with that and do what was right for her. And I hope that whether you homeschool or have your kids in private school or public school that you're doing what is really right for that child. And that's what really matters is are you doing the right thing for your child, for your family? So I want you to consider this. While parents often make a choice to educate their children for educational reasons, homeschooling will impact your family's entire life. Homeschooling is not just about your child's education. Homeschooling is a way of life. When you open your mind to the possibilities homeschooling offers, you'll soon discover that homeschooling is about education and so much more. If you are thinking about homeschooling and you're interested in learning more about the pros and cons, of homeschooling and the impact homeschooling might have on your family, I would like to encourage you to read my book, Think Homeschool. Now, I want to remind you that if you check the link 
in the show notes below, you will find an article that corresponds with this podcast episode. And in that article, you will find links to anything that I have mentioned in this podcast episode. Live and learn your way. My name is Jackie, and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye. I want to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to follow this podcast and share it with a friend. Remember to check the show notes for a link to the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. In this article, we'll include any links that we mentioned in this episode. And remember that you can search all of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast episodes at homeschoolthinktank.com.